Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Brother uh, Hour podcast. We got Ethan Shap, Evan Sillett. And uh, today we're going to do a week 15, 16, and 17 rundown, and we're going to do our playoff predictions. So going back to week 15, uh, we have two big games from this week. Uh, one was the Jets uh, upsetting the Rams 23-20. And uh, I remember like had, like seeing this game, seeing the Jets winning and the, the Rams trying to ch- come back. It was kind of like an upset out of nowhere. I don't think anyone really expected the Jets to uh, come up and beat the Rams. This is like right after they dominated the Patriots. And uh, like on this podcast, like me and Evan Booth haven't been really that big of fans of Jared Goff. I even sat here, gave them like props, say they're playing great on both sides of the ball. And then they go and lose to the winless Jets. And I actually cost the Jets the first round pick. So that was just pretty surprising to me. I mean, my takeaway from this game is that they just completely underestimated the team, which obviously, you know, it's the winless Jets. You're, you have every right to kind of underestimate them, but I feel like they just kind of counted as a win before they even stepped on the field yeah. and just cost them the game. And then the other big game from this one was uh, the Bengals smacking uh, Juju and the Steelers on Monday Night uh, Football. Uh, Steelers won. Uh, Steelers lost this game. Bengals won 27-17. to 17. Um, This is after the Steelers have been on kind of a little losing streak, losing to the Washington, going back, almost losing to the Ravens practice squad. But uh, – Juju is dancing on logos. People have said that they weren't happy about it. Uh, Von, like Von Bell, I think his name is, the safety on the Bengals. He's talking about like they're going to have to go hit him in between the lines, show him what's up, and then they blow him up. He fumbles the ball, and uh, now Juju doesn't dance on the logos no more. So I think it was kind of just a slap in the face for Juju and the Steelers as a whole when the, what, second string quarterback for the uh, Bengals is just running all over them after Burrow went down with an injury. I mean, this is just... He got hit by a Corvette Corvette as Juju would dance to. Um, <laughs> I, for me, this is another game where, you know, the, the Steelers riding a hot hand already believed that they were in the driving seat for the game and they were shown up by a back backup quarterback. And their offense has continues to show flaws and consistency. Yep. Um, so now moving to uh, week 16. Uh Alvin Kamara pretty much single-handedly on Christmas beat the Vikings. Uh, Only person I could stop Alvin Kamara was the head coach, Sean Payton. Yeah. The only person Uh, I could stop him. He had – the final score was 52-33. to Uh, The Saints won. Alvin Kamara on the day ran the ball 22 times for 155 yards with, (laughs) with six touchdowns. He also had three receptions with uh, was 17 yards, but he also Taysom Hill also got a one yard rush, and that could have easily been Alvin Kamara if they just would have handed the ball to him. But I mean, Alvin Kamara literally just had a historical day, tied the record for most rushing touchdowns with six. And I mean, honestly, it was just unstoppable. He even had like the Christmas cleats going, which he also got fined for, like the one red, one which green. I bl- I would I would say is absurd. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Cleats, shoes don't like it's not messing up the uniform. Yeah, I, I, he just has a little Christmas spirit, and you know how much money he's making you by dropping six touchdowns on Christmas Day, the only game televised that day, going against the NBA games. I don't know. Um, that man, he said, uh, he said the Grinch always finds a way to ruin Christmas. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he did say that. He also won, I think, like ninety-five percent of any fantasy owner that had him in the championship. He just won them the championship. Um, he didn't play week 17, so I guess I kind of balanced out. But um, <laughs> another another big uh, 
Another big game was uh, the Dolphins and the Raiders game in this week. Uh, the Dolphins with the comeback win, 26-25, to 25, after they pulled Tua in the second half and put in uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. And even with his face mask getting ripped off his head, and uh, he can still complete a 34-yard pass down the field to set up his team for a game-winning field goal um, and keep this offense at that time in the playoff hunt. Uh Giving them a win, a game, a win in, a win, a win and in game in week seventeen. But uh, once again, Ryan Fitzmagic just comes in and magical stuff starts happening. I do have to ask: Do you think it was just kind of a chuck and pray kind of throw, or do you think that was actually calculated? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it's chuck and pray. I mean, man, can even it see. I like, I mean, like, yeah, I think he, I think he knew the play call. He knew someone would be down the field, but I mean, his, I think when he let go of it, he had a someone on his face mask and his head was literally turned the wrong way. So I don't know. It's, it's a crazy play. I think Mahomes tweeted that's the best no look pass like ever. And that like, I mean like not that he needs to say it, but it's just funny. Like that is the no look pass. Yeah. No, I, I, no pass. I, I would agree. It's just kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, the had... of Tua versus Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick, you know, Fitzpatrick I mean, I'm not... and they put Tua in and then all that other jazz. I mean, I when it happened, I didn't agree with it. But I mean, they won in the veteran. They're down by two, possess- two more than two possessions late in the fourth. Uh, they won in the veteran. He's gonna come in and sling the ball. So either gonna get them back in the game or qu- or end it quickly. Um, I was against it would happen, but because I just would, I just want to see Tua live it out if he can do it or not. But I mean, they they were still trying to fight for a playoff spot, and no, I agree. He did it. So hats off to him and so only- Brian Flores. I guess making the right call in that in that situation. The only, you know, downside is that I think this is like a major blow to, to his confidence and, and the conf- the, he, the team's confidence in him. Because they're yep. just showing that if he's not hot on a day, they're going to put the better – they're going to put somebody that might be able to get off to a better start. Yeah, I mean, I guess the team is saying that I, – I mean, I, I don't know. To me, you don't want to mess with your rookie quarterback's mind. But, I mean, I mean, I think at this point they just won to win this game, so whatever it takes to win yeah. this game. Um. But, I mean, no, it's definitely sticking to it. They, they, they deemed him the starter for Week 17, and since we're talking in the past tense, he did go and start Week 17. But then that was a mess with itself. We'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it was definitely interesting position for Brian Flores. And then for the sake being, they got the win. So, I guess for that, at least for that little bit, they got the right call. But uh, it'll be interesting seeing, I guess, what they do next year if they bring Fitzmagic back, if Tua plays all the games. Like, I mean, he's definitely going to be the starter. But, like, yeah, you, what are they going to uh, – when would they just let this man play? Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you, and I want to see it. I mean, that, the only way we're gonna know if he's legit if he's if he does play the last four minutes of a fourth quarter and he shows and us then, he can do it or not. Exactly, and then also like the big big thing is he needs his offensive weapons to be healthy. Yeah, for sure. For a lot of the season, they didn't have Gaskin, and then Gasecki was all he missed a few weeks due to his hip, I believe. And then um, even worse with Devontae Parker and Grant. So, and Preston Williams also missed a few weeks. So it was just, and in all in all, he he lost a lot of weapons. And I mean, that's no excuse. Tua hasn't played the best this year. It's been kind of par, subpar. But overall, I mean, like I like to see what he does with a healthy team and a little more reps in the system. Yeah. Um, for this for this next one, um, we have the Jets beating the Browns. So the Jets going on a two-game win streak late in the year, week 15 and 16. I th- and they also almost beat the Raiders on the last play of the game until uh, they left that Hail Mary to end it. So the Jets, like, 
in that three week, four week span, we're actually playing pretty good football. Um, a big key point in this game was that the Browns had no wide receivers in this game. So we knew it was going to be a rough day for Baker and it's going to be a heavy day for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But the Jets just being able to win these games late in the year, maybe show some kind of like momentum going into next year. So they won this game 23 to 16. And I wasn't that surprised that morning. I mean, I was still hopeful that the Ravens made the playoffs and they needed this to happen. This helped. But I was looking at it from an objective standpoint saying, like, you know, this could really happen. The Jets are – the Jets showed last week they can play. Yeah. And with Baker only having wide receivers to throw to that either were on the team but had caught zero passes from him in the NFL or two guys from the practice squad who also have never caught in-game passes from him, that's asking a lot to just plug in and work on the fly yeah, in week 16. I- I agree. And then I one thing I saw was Baker didn't use his tight ends as much as he should have. Mm-hmm. In this scenario where your wide receivers are down, your tight ends have to step up. I mean, this is an unprecedented scenario. But, you know, when, when it does happen, you, your tight ends need to step up and they have Austin Hooper mm-hmm. and David Njoku. I mean, like, those are two very, very top-tier tight ends and they just – didn't really step up to the plate to become the weapons they needed. But, I mean, props to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt being the workhorses of this offense throughout this year. Yeah, for sure. And then the Sunday night game was the Packers and the Titans, and the packing, the Packers killed the Titans 40-14. to um, Pretty much from the get-go, Aaron Rodgers and um, Devontae Adams were once again on sync, going crazy. Uh, Devontae Adams have put up crazy numbers this year. I think he has like 17 or 18 touchdowns. Uh, while missing two games this season. So, I mean, he's just playing out of his mind, and their connection this year has been unmatched. So, um, yeah, the Packers just another – I mean, Titans are a division-winning team, and they just completely mopped the floor with them. So, that's definitely interesting going into the playoffs and the end of the year. No, I agree. And, you know, we've seen it all year. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have a connection. Like, Devontae Adams gets open, and then always – Aaron Rodgers finds him. Yep. No matter if it's one step or two steps in front of his defender, he always finds a way. And, you know, this is just showing what Aaron Rodgers could have been doing throughout his whole career if he would have had a top five wide receiver. Yep. This is MVP numbers. He might actually win MVP. I think he to is. To be determined. But yep. he's definitely the front runner. Yeah, I think so. Um, Now, the week 17 – uh, we're going to start with the Bills blowing out the Dolphins 56-26. I think in a text message from Mason, he was saying, like, what a time to have, like, the worst game of, the, of your season. Um, it's definitely a rough game. Uh, I think two had two picks, maybe even three. But um, I believe it was three. It's a rough way to end your season. Uh, Dolphins end the season 10-6 and six and miss a plus. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. But, I mean, the, Bill, the Bills just looked um, super good on all sides of the ball. Josh Allen's clicking, Diggs clicking. Offense is clicking. Defense, obviously, is clicking. We're talking about two with their own picks. So, uh, I mean, the Bills are rolling into a very high note going into the uh, playoffs and wildcard weekend playing the Colts next week. So, I mean, the Bills, as of right now, are looking pretty much just as good as anyone. No, I would agree. But I feel like I get he's going to be your star quarterback, but he threw the ball 58 times. That's absurd for a rookie. Tua. And. Yes, he yeah. threw the ball 58 times, including, completed 35, got 361 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Uh, but I guess, like, a lot of them came in the fourth quarter just trying to come back, I would guess, because Fitzpatrick was – I know I know he got two in the first COVID. half, and then the last one was fourth just trying to throw it down. Yeah, Fitzpatrick had COVID, it, so Tua, uh, Tua had to win the whole game. 
And then, you know, it was just, I don't know. And then they, the running game just was non-existent. So it, this was going to be, this was an uphill battle to start with, especially with the Bills being on this hot streak and their defense just playing absurd. Yeah, because Miami has a pretty so, good defense. Like we've talked about in the past. I mean, they played well against yep. Mahomes, and for the, the first half of the season, they were like the the least score defense. So like this defense has no slouches. I mean, Xavier Howard is the interception king with ten interceptions, uh, and the Bills just I mean destroyed them. So and they dropped fifty six. Yeah, one of the better defenses is just absurd. I mean, obviously the turnover probably helped. I don't know the exact. I mean, I think one was a pick six, and then. Um, obviously field no, yeah. position and stuff like that, but I mean, yeah, that's a lot of points to be putting up on it. Regard, I mean, you're you're absolutely correct with the um amount of yard, like uh, the amount of like interceptions and like the turnovers leading to 56 points, but like it still requires a lot of on field. Oh yeah, for sure. To get to that number, and then I just this Bills offense has been on fire. Really, as of late, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's a defense that could stop this right now, mm-hmm. if they continue to play how they did this game with this yeah, statement. You might game. just have to outscore them. Um, next game we got is Browns beat the Steelers twenty four to twenty two. Steelers had a lot of starters bent, a lot of guys on COVID, but the Browns with this win sealed a playoff spot, and they got they broke their eighteen year playoff drought. So that's a big game, a big day for Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland yep. fans everywhere. Um, very excited, excited for them. And then they get to actually put the Steelers once again next week. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but they have a, a brown Steelers back to back weeks. This time it's just in the wild card. Anything you have to say about that game, Evan? Um, yeah, I it's just I'm I am i I'm happy for Browns fans. But I don't know if Baker Mayfield how he will perform in the playoffs. We've never seen it. Right. No, we don't know if he can handle the pressure. We've seen him on big games not play the best. Oh, he played good against the Ravens on Monday Night Football. I mean, you, you, you are absolutely correct, but he still lost. Yeah, that was a good game, though. I, that's my game of the it, year. It was, it my was a really good game, game of the year. Just, you know, even... No, no, you have a, real, you have a legitimate point. You've never seen this man play playoff football. I mean, I wouldn't think... Lamar would have his two performances in the playoffs. I'm not saying both those games are all Lamar's fault, but I just yeah. would have thought, hey, this man's going to play a little bit better than that. Um, nor, nor have we seen Stefanski. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, young you coach said, too. Yeah. Doesn't he have COVID? Yes. This so game? yeah, that's for the playoff game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ravens beat the Bengals, thirty-eight to three. I mean, there's not much to talk about the actual game. It's pretty much uh, annihilation the entire game. It's just the Ravens were sitting outside the playoffs. They got in. Uh, oh no, they they retained it. It was a win and in. So Ravens won. Yeah. Ravens are in the playoffs. Um, going in on a high note, we won our last four games. Um, and then also on the flip side, Rams beat the Cardinals eighteen to seven. Keep uh, keeping the Rams in and getting the Bears in, even though the Bears and the Cardinals both lost. Um, so I kind of want to talk about the Cardinals for a second and how that like they had every opportunity to make the playoffs the last six weeks. They played the Patriots, the Rams, the Giants, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Rams. They lost both Rams game. Either one of those would have been huge. They lost to the banged-up 49ers, and then they lost to the Patriots, 17-20. to And then the only two teams they beat were the Cardinals and the Giants from the NFC East. And the worst division in the league in the bottom two. The are, Cardinals? 
Yeah, the Cardinals. You, the, they the Cardinals beat the Giants and the Eagles. My bad. Yeah, okay. you're fine. I was from the NFC East. You confused me for a second. Yeah. So they you. lost. They lost to the Rams, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Patriots. And in my opinion, they should have beat the Patriots. They should have beat the the bang the 49ers and at least split with the Rams. And they they lost four out of six of these games. The only two games they won were the easiest. And that's where they ended the eight and eight, and then the Bears backdoor into the playoffs now. So, um, all you, I want to talk about was the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Uh, Those are the two teams yeah. that missed out. One question for the Cardinals: Do you yeah. think that this falls on the Kyler Murray? Um, I, to me, it almost seemed like Kyler Murray hasn't hasn't been healthy. So, like, uh, I mean, he didn't seem like he was healthy for the Patriots game after the Seahawks game. So, I don't know if like this is back in end of November. Like, yeah. sit Kyler Murray for the Patriots game. Sit him for the Rams game if he's not healthy. And then have him come back on the Giants-Eagles game when you need to win. And, like, they lost those games anyway. So then, like, by the time we get to week 16 and 17, when he plays the 49ers and the Rams, which are division games, are going to be tough. I mean, this man is literally wincing on the sideline the entire time. So, I mean, to me, I don't I don't think Kyler Murray played good enough in either of those games, especially the 49ers game. That's the one I actually watched. I didn't get to actually watch the last, the last Rams game. But looking at the stats, like, he wasn't doing normal Kyler Murray things, and that's because I know he had a shoulder injury, and he told he said he was in a play. He didn't want the backup playing. On the flip side, Jared Goff didn't play with a broken thumb from week 16 and week 17, and the backup played, but Kyler Murray won the play. But then, if you're playing injured and you can't and you can't do anything, I mean, there's no point of being there's no point in playing. So, um, I think that's definitely frustrating for them to end up eight and eight and missing on the playoffs. But yeah, in my opinion, like... they had all they had all the opportunities, and they messed it up themselves. I, I would agree, and as me and you said in the beginning of the season, they're one season out. Of yeah, we said in the beginning of the season, and as we watched out, I was like, "Yo, this team is definitely good enough to be a playoffs team." So I thought we were wrong, but I mean, like at the end of the day, they missed out, so maybe we were right. I, they have all the pieces. I just some people are calling for Kingsbury head. I think it's still kind of still early. I know they definitely need help on defense. He doesn't help with that at all. So maybe a, a new defensive coordinator. But also getting um, Chandler Jones back and then another year of Isaiah Thomas, Peter Baker, Patrick Peterson. Like, they'll all be still good. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, And, Sin- and Simmons has been on a constant upcline, incline on, you know, performance. Yeah. Yeah, ever yeah, since Simmons he started definitely. week eight. Ever since he got that pick against a, Russell Wilson in that one game, kind of turned he's everything. Had, yeah, and they've given him chances, especially since with the, all the linebacking injuries they had. Injuries, yeah. He just was able to find light, and he played played well. Not a, not like anything super special, but he played like a solid linebacker. Yep. And then on the AFC side, the Colts, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Dolphins were all competing for those three wild card spots. And the Dolphins pulled the short end, the short stick. They were ten and six, in my opinion. They were definitely good enough to be a playoff team. If I had to pick right now, who I'd rather play. Dolphins or Colts. I I picked the Colts. I think the Dolphins are a better team. But the way the tiebreakers happen, Dolphins are the man sitting out. Colts are the seventh seed. So I think for Dolphins fans, it's just got to be heartbreaking. Um, they played way better than I expected this year. I think you were pretty high on them going into the year. So you saw something I didn't really fully see. Uh, I think in their receiving core, too. Like, I just didn't really buy into the defense or the receivers that much. But, I mean, to me, they proved that they played a great year. I'm excited to see what they do next year. They also have the third overall pick. So, I mean, that really helps because yeah. if you take someone who's fantastic or if you trade back, get more assets, I mean, both really can't hurt you. So, um, yeah, that's that's exciting stuff for the Dolphins. I mean, they might have the brightest future because they already have a 10-6 and team, and then you just get the stack draft picks on top of that. Uh, you know, 
Uh, Brian Flores came in and immediately had a huge impact. Yep. And he's just – he's building the team he's always wanted to. And to be honest, he's building it perfectly. Yep. All right, Evan, you ready to do some playoff picks? Oh, yes, sir. All right, so we'll start with AFC. All right. And we'll just go straight off of Steelers or Browns at Steelers, sixth seed versus third seed. Browns at Steelers, who you got in that game? I'm going to have to go Steelers because we have seen the Browns versus Steelers with Steelers backups in, Mm -hmm. and it was still close. So I it's it's hard for me to say that a full starter team that's been rested for a week. Well, not all of them been rested, but most of the offense. Like Pouncey, Pouncey, and Big Ben were the two big ones. So I, I would like to see how they go, but I I have them winning this game. But I do think the Browns will go down kicking. So in my opinion, I think as a whole team, like. All right, if there was no COVID, i just take yeah. the Browns straight up. I think the Browns are way more explosive. I think we've seen in this year, like, you look at the Browns' offense when they're clicking, they can go super high. You can go back to the Texans, uh, the, the, the Dallas game, Cowboys game earlier in the year. You can go back to Ravens. the Ravens game. Um, so, really, to me, it's just, like, the all-around team versus, uh, like, to me, the Steelers have a bad offense but a great defense. And, like, evens out to me that all the Browns have a great offense and they have like an okay defense. So like overall, I like the Browns a little bit more, but because of COVID, no Stefanski, I know two, at least two other coaches test positive and two other players. I don't know the official stance on who can play or who can't play because we're recording this on Thursday. So that's obviously not ideal, but because of COVID, which is a shame, um, I'm going to pick the Steelers with you just because if, if like Stefanski is a huge thing, like, not only is he a young head – like, this is a young team, but he's a first-year head coach who's actually worked. But then you're going to pull the head coach from the game for a playoff game. They've had a head – they've had this guy at every game. Like, that That just is a recipe for disaster. So, I'm going to go with Steelers with you as well. It's just going to be a gut punch. I agree. Um, next game we have is the uh, Colts at Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Bills just with the hot how hot the offense is and Josh Allen playing out of his mind and I think the defense will is going to eat up Phil Rivers. Yep. My only my only reason I would ever even consider the Colts is the running game with Jonathan Taylor, uh-huh. who has just been a workhorse behind that powerhouse of a O line. So that's so I have to ask team. you a question. Yes, sir. What do you think the spread in this game is? Um, 14, no, I'm going to go with, uh, seven points. Seven so, points? Um, the Colts have the spread, have the cover seven points. All right, that's, that's actually pretty accurate. It was six and a half. Yeah. I, I was so surprised it was six and a half. Yeah, six I'm and a half is the spread. So you're, you're I'm like gonna, spot on. Yeah, I'm going to have to go seven, I think. Yeah. But, um, you know. That's spot on. I thought it would have been like 14. Down. Jonathan I thought it was like fourteen down as well. for a touchdown. And I think if Nicole, any game is a blowout, uh, Nakeem Hines has yeah. just been the a great receiving threat. Uh-huh. So I would like to see how this backfield does. I mean, that's pretty accurate. I thought the spread would have been like fourteen as well. I think if any game ends up being like a total blowout, I mean, maybe it's the Tampa game. game. 
But I mean, I can see the Bills just like steamrolling them. I like the Bills' offense way more. I think I, I'm not a big fan of Phil Rivers. I think it gives a lot of respect to the Colts' defense, which I'm fine with. But I don't know. This yeah. Bills' offense has been looking pretty hot, so I, I have the Bills winning this one. Even against the Dolphins' fire offense. Exactly. Defense. So, um, next game is Ravens and Titans. I'm gonna have to go Ravens, but I'm scared. All right, you know I agree. I have Ravens. I think it's gonna be a super close game. I think. It probably comes down to a late field goal. Uh, we have the best guy in the business for that. They have a backup rookie kicker because Gatikowski's um, uh, out. Yeah, um, uh, I think this game this game goes back to last year when we were on our fourteen and two season and they beat us in the first round. And then early in the year, we didn't have all our guys to stop Derrick Henry. Like our whole entire D line was out. So I think that's the game they're like stomping on our logo and Harbaugh's out there yelling. So this game's in Tennessee. This is the Ravens' perfect chance to get back for last year. I don't think it will be easy, but I also agree that the Ravens will sneak it out and get a close, close win. I mean, they know what they have to do. They have to go in there, stop Derrick Henry, but can they do it? That's that's the real question. My fear – so I, I would agree that Derrick Henry is obviously the number one threat in this offense. But even their passing game, if they're forced to resort to it, isn't yeah. bad. No, Brown's fantastic. And Tannehill's Tannehill is, is making plays. AJ Brown is strong. Reads. Tannehill, as you said, has been play, playing really well, and Corey Davis is an under is an underspoken wide receiver too. He's yeah. probably one of the better wide receivers in the league. And then I like their uh, their tight end has just been playing very very strong. So, so I would like to see if how we can stop this, how the Ravens can stop this uh, offense. And I think that on defense, we on the defensive side of the ball, we have the advantage. On the offensive side of the ball, we have a disadvantage. Okay. Yeah, I think our defense is a little bit stronger than our defense. I agree with that. So then with those matchups, we would have the Steelers visiting Buffalo. Who do you have there? I'm going to have to go Buffalo. I have I Buffalo their as offense, well. Their higher power offense is going to match up better than the Steelers offense to the Bills defense. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, we saw this matchup, I think, like like four weeks back, I think, or maybe maybe even two weeks back. And uh, Buffalo kind of just did had whatever they wanted. Diggs was running wild. Um, like I've kind of already said this. I just don't think the Steelers' offense. I think their defense will make plays, but it seems like if there's if the Steelers' defense doesn't make like two or three big plays, even score it, it's like almost asking too much for this offense to like compensate. So, and uh, as long as Josh Allen plays smart, doesn't make dumb mistakes, turn the ball over in the playoffs, I think they can definitely beat the Steelers' team and move on to the. Me, the Bills, the uh, the Bills defense is only only weakness is the run game. Mm-hmm. They tend to not struggle, but they tend to have problems in the running game. And the Steelers' run game is abysmal. Yeah, it's been terrible. So they have nothing to fear there. So then the secondary of the Bills defense is just going to eat alive, Big Ben. I mean, you can hold me to this. I'm 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 counting on at least two interceptions. Two interceptions in that uh, AFC divisional game by the by Roethlisberger. So he just. Roethlisberger ends the day with two interceptions. That's what you're saying. Yes, sir. Okay. And then that leaves the Ravens traveling uh, to Kansas City. Who do you have in that one? I'm gonna go Ravens. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my hometown team. I have faith. But I definitely think this is going to be the team, the game that the Ravens have the highest probability of losing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning this game. I think it's a shame that the Ravens have to go against the Titans, and then if they win, and that's less unless unless the 
uh, Browns or the Colts win, which probably won't happen. Uh, they got to go play. They got to go play Kansas City. So they get Titans, Kansas City. I think just how we already know the Titans game is going to be hard fall to the end. And then you got to go back to Kansas City. That's going to be hard fall to the end. I mean, if they win both of those games, I feel like then the Bills will finish them off. And I just feel like Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs in the second half will probably be able to pull away a little bit. But I think, like, I can I can totally see what you're saying. Like, I really do think there's a chance this Ravens team can get hot and go in a run. You know what I mean? I think if they get lucky and maybe the Bills fall somewhere or or they just come out firing all stones against Kansas City. But I really do think there's a good shot. I think we're the best wild card team by far. And I almost on either side. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have the Chiefs slightly winning this game. I think it's going to come down to the um, rushing game of the Chiefs because obviously our secondary matches up fairly well. I would say fairly with the. As long as we don't play like 10 yard pre- uh, like zone coverage or 10 yard off coverage like we're doing last time. I think, I think we learned our lesson. I don't think that the Ravens are going to play zone. The whole game yeah. against Andy Reid, who is an offensive mastermind, and just picked it apart. Yeah. But I think if huh? you gotta stop Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, yeah. Third down Buckley right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that um, Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards will have to step up to the plate in this matchup. No, I think Clyde got injured, but I don't know how serious that injury is. But yeah, definitely play a, definitely play a role in it. Um, so then your AFC Championship is Bills Ravens. Who do you have winning that? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ravens, but it's another. It's just a stacked. Every single team the Ravens will have to play is going to be a hard fall. Dude, game. that that is literally like the hardest trip you could have. I mean, I guess you could debate Browns Titans, but like the history that the Titans have with the Ravens as of now. It's definitely harder for them to go to the Titans. So Titans, Chiefs, Bills. Uh, no, I respect it. I think if I'm looking at that matchup, like if we didn't have to go through the other two, I'd definitely pick. I mean, I do think the Ravens can match up against the Bills. I mean, I don't know. I, I think, still can't I think believe how how well Josh Allen is playing. He's the same guy that last postseason was throwing the ball backwards, like carelessly against <laughs> the Texans. And I still can't believe that's the guy torching the league. But uh, no, no I, I like the pick as the Ravens. I have, I have. The Bills also losing the AFC Championship game. I just have them losing to Kansas City. I think that um, the Ravens, if we get, if the Ravens get on a streak, and they are actually get into the rhythm that we have seen them get into in the past. Yeah, I, and we can beat any team on any no, given day. I, I agree with you because it's still the fourteen and two team that was last year, and it's still the team that some were looking at to go fourteen and two again, even better. I mean, it's the same team, and now we're actually clicking. So yeah, we've had some easy opponents, but like, I can see totally everything you're saying i just remember last just, year we we all were we all were on their train and we fell in the first round which is i still can't get over it i'm still in disbelief of how that game went down i think lamar actually shows up though I, I i do agree with what you're saying i believe me i'm more i'm hoping you're right over me being right no i i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say that i'm just trying to say that like i think that the ravens need to click as we have been the past few weeks yeah because if we're not clicking on all cylinders, we're not going to beat any of those three teams. Yeah. Because they are just, you know, they're they're very good teams with very good coaches. Yep. So you got Vrabel, Andy Reid, and uh, Sean McDermott with the Bills. All right, now NFC side. Uh, first game we're gonna do is the Rams at Seattle Seahawks. I'm gonna so, go Rams. You're gonna go Rams, even though we don't know who the quarterback is at the point at the moment. Okay. Now let me let me please. <laughs> Jared Goff is in. I have Rams. Okay. 
I think that the Rams' defense is very strong, and it can match up to Russell Wilson's high-power offense. And I think that the offense of the Seahawks is going to have a hard time, especially with Jalen Ramsey clamping down on Metcalf the whole game and Aaron Donald breathing down Russell Wilson's uh, neck. I think that they're going to have a hard time with this, and I just think that the Seahawks defense, which has been stepping up partially because of Jamal Adams, finally finding his rhythm in Seattle. But I, I, it's hard to say that the Rams can't drop over thirty with golf there with the, with how poor the um, Seattle defense has been playing. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm reading up this thing as of right now, as of yesterday. Sean McVay would not say who's starting. Golf or Wood Woodford, um, and as of yesterday, golf practice is the first time he practiced since he broke his thumb after the Seattle game two weeks ago. So I do understand what you're saying. I think Seattle's defense, like it's getting better, but it's still struggled a lot compared to the Rams' defense, who's been like a top five defense pretty much all year. But the sheer fact of Cam Akers getting injured, not really sure how. Like I know they still have a good running back core because they have like two or three guys. Fantasy is a nightmare trying to pick them. Um, I'm gonna pick Seattle here. To beat the Rams just because of Woodford either playing his second NFL game or Jared Goff potentially coming back and not being 100% healthy. So that's why I have uh, winning that game. It's very hard to root against Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think their defense could be problems, though. But, I mean, hopefully DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett can go out there and have a good game and they can be like they were like in the, like in the beginning of the year where they're, they're, they were lighting people up. And the defense, um, hopefully uh, Jamal Adams can – Start to get him going a little bit, just play tough because, like you said, the Rams' defense is going to be ready to go. Um, all right, so now we got the seven seed going against the two seed. We got the Bears, Chicago Bears at New Orleans. Who do you got winning this game? All right, this is this was my see. I like how the I like how the Bears have been playing this this week, this past few weeks, except for last week. But overall. They've had a pretty explosive offensive end of the field, and we all know that their defense is at top notch. But the Saints are just such a powerhouse right now. I'm going to have to go Saints. Mm -hmm. But personally, I would like to see Trubisky and the Bears win it. I mean, when they played early in the season, this game went to overtime. If my memory's not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Nick Foles started that game, though. That's back and forth when they, like, didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. But uh, I also have the Saints winning this game. Um, I just don't know what to expect out of this Bears offense. Like you said, you know, defense is going to be playing well. I hope Drew Brees can uh, keep his passes accurate, not not get caught up in interceptions, turnovers. But uh, I do think that the Saints will come up on top in this game. For Tampa Bay versus the Washington football team, Evan, who do you got here? Uh, uh, Tampa Bay, but I want to see the football team win. I <laughs> I really want to see them take out Brady in the first round. But if if I'm being realistic, it's Buccaneers all the way. Yeah, I, I agree with Buccaneers. Uh, I talked a little about this in the podcast. I just posted, like, the NFC East one. Um, I was talking with Ryan last night and Jimmy about it. I was saying that, like, we already know Washington's defense is, like, really good. Yeah. But I don't know how consistent their offense would be. Like, I like Alex Smith. I love his story. Like, I've always liked him as a player. But, like, just the last few weeks, like, watching this offense run, it's, like, clear that it's, like, dysfunctional. And it, like, struggles putting up points. Unless they play on Thanksgiving, and then they just destroy the Cowboys. But 
Like, they just haven't been, been able to put enough points. And, like, Tom Brady has pretty much all year, except games where, like, they completely fall apart, like the Saints game. Um, they've been scoring a lot of points. So I just don't know if the Washington will be able to, or the Washington team will be able to keep up with the amount of points scored with Tampa Bay. Because Brady could throw a pick or two, but they still drop like 35. You know what I mean? I would like to see how Chase Young plays. I think Chase Young makes a big play. I think he, oh, see, I don't know if that's probably not the best idea, but I guess if you're already a team that's like seven and nine and people already don't think you should be there, why not just call it the goat? Why not just call it the goat in the way? Because, I mean, you're already, you're already going against him. I mean, um, you, you out, you're going against him. You, you're a rookie defensive end that already is a captain of your team. Yeah. You have yeah. been playing absurd, put in, or putting up defensive player, rookie defensive player of the year. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, get a little cocky. You're the reason yeah, that this not? team has been in, <laughs> yeah, been, been yeah. A competitive. You're a large part of that. Yeah. All right, so, so we have Tim Bay. So since you have the Rams winning, you have different matchups as me. You have Green Bay versus the Rams. Green and Bay. then you have Saints versus Tampa for a third time. I'm going Green Bay and Saints. Green Bay and Saints. Okay. And if I had to weigh in on those games, um, I think Saints beat the Rams. I think that's also another close game. That's the NFC match, uh, NFC championship rematch from like the no call. And then uh, Green Bay and... Oh no, it's Green Bay and Rams. My bad. Yeah. So it's not. It's Green and Bay and Rams. I think Green. Up. I think Aaron Rodgers can withstand the defense. Um, Green Bay team has been pretty good. And then Saints, Bucks. I think Saints. Even though it's incredibly hard to beat a team three times, the the fact that the first game of the year Tom Brady threw two picks, and then they won, and then this last time they they shut him out, just embarrassment. Uh, I think that probably is eating up Brady, but I think the Saints team just has a lock on this team. So I would agree that Saints Green Bay move in. My matchups are a little bit different. I'll give my opinion and then you can jump in and kind of do the same thing I did. Um, I have Saints Seahawks. I think that'd be a really close game, a really good game, but I think the Saints can pull it off in the end with help of Taysom Mill, Alvin Kamara. Everyone is helping out Drew Reese a little bit. Um, is Lattimore healthy? Yeah, I, I believe so. I would say that with Lattimore healthy, that the Saints Seahawks game would not be healthy, would not be close. Not be close. You think the Saints would win by a lot? I think I think the Saints would blow them out just because okay. of the lackluster defense that has been the Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. And then the game that I kind of want to happen, I think it'd be really exciting. Would be Green Bay Tampa rematch since Tampa smacked them last time. Yeah. And I just think Aaron Rodgers is playing, and Deontay Adams, their offense is clicking so well, and their defense is like has been getting better and better. I also have Green Bay and the Saints meeting in the NFC Championship, just different routes. Yeah, I would like to. I mean. For me, I think that the Buccaneers and Green Bay, the the linebacking core for the Buccaneers would cause problems with the short game. Mm. I think that this game would go to the Buccaneers if it came to it, came down to it, mm. just because of matchups, and I don't think they have enough corners to guard all the wide receivers for the Buccaneers. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Yeah. So I I just think that if this game comes down to it, I'm you would have, have to go. You would have Tampa Saints. As your NFC championship. Yeah. Okay. So now for you to pick your NFC Super Bowl, it's Green Bay Saints. Who do you have going? Saints. Saints. Like by a field goal. I just have the opposite outcome. I have Green Bay by a field goal. <laughs> so I, I think it would also be a very close game. Um, I just think that Aaron Rodgers right now is playing like – like, he, some of his best football was kind of crazy because he's, I mean, he's, he's older. He was 
playing fantastic in the start of this era, or I guess yeah, now we're in a new era. But in the start, in the start of last era, twenty eleven, that's when he won his last Super Bowl. Um, so he's still playing great now. Uh, I think this is Green Bay's year. Looking at these teams, like looking at the flaws in each team, like I mean Washington. Uh, we've already talked about Bears. We've already talked about the Seahawks flaws. We've already talked about Rams being hurt. I mean, the only other full teams, like best teams, I guess, are like Saints, Tampa. Like overall wise, to me, the 49ers are like the perfectly built team to beat the Packers. And we've already seen that last year. They killed them in on Sunday the game and they killed them in the NFC Championship game. And the yeah. fact that the 49ers were like destroyed by injuries this year leaves the NFC, I think, like wide open. Like we had teams backing in at eight and eight, losing the week 17 to get in. We had a seven and nine team. Like the NFC is normally strong. This year it's a little bit different. You have a 10 and six team in the AFC missing out. And I think this is Green Bay's like opportunity to like push through and get to that, get back to the Super Bowl. But I think, like you said, with the Saints, it's going to be an incredibly tough game. And, I mean, I really hope we get to see it because I think it'll be super exciting. Those are definitely my two favorite teams, our favorite quarterbacks, Breeze or Rodgers like coming Kamara, out of the NFC. Gonna... Alvin Kamara could be the difference maker. I mean, I know yeah. Green Bay's got Aaron Jones, but like, have we seen Alvin Kamara can just be, like, godly worldly talent? Yeah. Nobody has scored six touchdowns since 1959 Yeah, in a game. That's just un. Heard of. Yeah. So now your Super Bowl pick, Ravens versus Saints. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Saints. Saints winning the Super Bowl. And is it close or do they pull away? I think it's close until the third quarter. And then I think Lamar will fall into a uh, like kind of like a ditch with Cam Jordan sacking him twice. All right. So you think, you think the Saints pull away in the second half? Yeah. So the my... If it came down to Ravens Saints, so if Ravens make the Super Bowl, that means we've probably gone through Titans and at the very least Chiefs or Bills, most likely. I mean, they both yeah. could lose, but most likely that's the case. Um, and then maybe even all three. If that happens, the Ravens are probably running at like an all-time high. I think I take them to win in uh in Tampa Bay against the no, Saints. I would agree, but I think the wear and tear of three back-to-back no, no. physical games, I think that would be the decision For sure. maker. For sure. You'd, I mean, have to, you'd have to hope over Mark, that. Uh... Mark Rabel's Titans, they're no schmucks. They're playing oh, hard yeah. physical ball. And then you go straight into the you go straight into the Titans, I mean, not the Titans, the Chiefs, who are just, you know, another very physical team with a high-powered offense. And then you go right to the Bills, which has one of the most physical defenses in the league. Yeah, I think on both sides of the ball we're going to be banged up. Maybe an in, maybe one or two injuries on both sides. Yeah, they're crucial starters, and I think the Saints just take it out. No, yeah, you'd have to hope that um that like week between like like where the Pro Bowl would be like this year they're not having a Pro Bowl like they're playing Madden or some crap like that. But like you'd have to hope. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean for both teams, whoever makes the Saints in this in this scenario, both teams starters and players can get healthy, so we actually see a nice, good Super Bowl. Um. My team, I mean, it's kind of bland. I have both one seeds. I just think they're the best two teams on either side. I have Chiefs, Packers, and I have Chiefs uh, barely beating out. I think this is, like, the number one and two uh, MVP candidates. I think Rodgers is the MVP this year, but I think Mahomes is the best player in the league. I think the Chiefs win it um, in a nice – in a really high-scoring game, but I think the Chiefs take it. I'm going to go Pack. I'm going to – if I was there, I'd go Packers. Just go because Jay Alexander. I think we oh, like yeah, that for sure. kill. I think he's the only cornerback that I would be like, okay, he's got he's got Tyreek Hill and Clamps. 
Like he's gonna hold him to maybe like that would four be a or five matchup. receptions. Now four or five receptions is a clamp. But for Tyree Kill, it is. Yeah, I think and you then, have to just have to rally around Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's where the Chiefs are dangerous, though, because, I mean, they can get Sammy Watkins involved in the passing game. They can get uh, Hardman. They can get, I mean, they can even get Bell involved. And it depends on if By that time, Clyde's healthy. Yeah. I mean, because Bell is a pretty good – he can run some pretty good routes, too. But, I mean, that's why That's why I think if we got this Super Bowl, the amount of, like, just ridiculous offensive plays we'd see is, like, absolutely absurd. I think it would be fantastic to watch. I mean, same thing with if the Saints make it, if – Packers make it if your teams make it. Ravens, uh, Saints, like there would just be so many scoring. I think it would be like an absolute like joy to watch. But yeah, so I would agree. your final prediction is Saints. I got Chiefs being back-to-back champions. And honestly, I just can't wait for Saturday. I think it's gonna be exciting. I think Drew Brees ends his uh ends his career on a Super Bowl win. Hey, honestly, if we can't win it, I want Brees to win it and go out, or I want Rodgers or Mahomes to get another one. That's that would be my opinions on that. But if Breeze can get it and he can ride off to the sunset, I'd be completely fine with that. I have nothing but respect for that, man. Now, do you want to do, you know, like awards? Oh, no, we can do that. Like, we can do that because that happens the night before the Super Bowl. So we can do that later. All right. So we can hopefully get Robbie and all them for that as well. Because we'll do we'll do playoff reactions and stuff like that down the line. Sounds good. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, this has been uh, Ethan Shep. Evan Stillett. And uh, this has been the Sports by the Hour podcast.